Welcome to another edition of Big Zoe and El Cabra Sports Talk. Do you thing? <laughs> there he is. He's back. We got half of Big Zoe and El Cabra back. Big Zoe, he's just tired from vacation. He says he's sick, but I think he's really just tired from traveling all over. I think, I think over. his body is tired. His body is mm-hmm. like, all right, you've had fun. That was my turn. yeah we're just gonna let you sleep for a while how's that big so but anyways he'll be back hopefully sometime soon hope he starts to feel better get over vacation uh missing it i would assume but yeah welcome back you're stuck with me another week folks cabra how was the holidays for you (coughs) well there we go was that good oh yeah it was um I was talking to my wife. It was interesting. It was fun, but at the same time, like we showed up to with Alonso Big Zoe. We had a good time with the World Cup. I mean, it was a blast. But then we went down to El Paso and my daughter got sick. Mm. And then I, I felt fine. We went to Mexico for the day and we we're like, okay, we'll come back later. I got sick. I was feeling I'm like, oh, my body's starting to ache. I'm like, oh crap. So mm. like for one whole day, I was in bed. Yeah. And then I had, yeah, and then. I felt better, but I've had this cough for two weeks. And my sister-in-law, who happens to be a nurse, an RN, she said, you guys, let it, let the cough run out. But lately, I've been like, I can't sleep. And like I told you about 10 minutes ago, I just took uh, Mucinex, hoping, hoping it'll help. But my wife thinks maybe I should buckle up and just go to a doctor. Maybe it's a bacterial infection or something. Antibiotics mm. might need to be taken. Mm. But yeah, I eat a lot of Mexican food. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. Hey, got to look yeah. at the positives there. Oh, definitely. That's great. That's How great. about you? Oh, man. You know, we put up the Festivus poll, hosted people, <laughs> drove from here to Kingdom Come all over the place. So I'm ready for a nice, relaxing kind of staycation for the next week. It's going to be great. Getting some <laughs> stuff done, filling out... Um, my fiance got me this ancestry DNA kit thing. So, Ooh, okay. So right now, well, for the past, since Christmas, I've been going through and filling it out and it's just been a bear and a half. That's for sure. Like today I started off with 250 records to look at after about four hours, I whittled it down to 787. So we're really uh cornering wow. this thing. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. Next thing you know, you're related to Pocahontas. I mean, like Ed Norton. <laughs> Did you read that? Edward Norton, the actor, found out Pocahontas is like his twelfth grandmother. Jeez. I saw that this morning. Yeah, I watched him on Glass Onion. Next thing I noticed that he's related to Pocahontas. I'm like, ah, oh. I'm Dang. wondering where. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is cool as hell. Um, yeah, I found some things, but I'm gonna wait until we're fully done to start bragging on you know people that i never knew so eh, it'll be fun you know it's a good time um and so and so before we get going again i'm mike stotes and i do like turtles this week what we're going to do to start off the show uh we're going to go over we kind of had a show like this during the holidays but um eh, this one's at least a little bit different in setup we're going to do the good the bad and the ugly from 2022 um, we'll go one by one. So Cabra will start us off with a good. I'll round out the good. Then we'll go the bad. So on and so forth. So Cabra, what was good in 2022? Um, um, thank you for asking. <laughs> um, I think it goes without saying for me, it was a World Cup. 
Um, prior to the World Cup, a lot of stuff happened, but um, yeah, the World Cup was was an amazing ride. And honestly, having you and Alonso in the podcast and just talk, it made it even more interesting um, and fun because we had the daily conversation and there was some stuff, some like, yeah, whatever, whatever, Mike, you're crazy. You know, oh, yeah. but uh, yeah, we know, but it was fun uh, as an American fan. It was fun watching the team. I mean, we think we could have done better, obviously, but watching them being control of possession for the first time, Mike, I don't know if you remember 2014, 10, all those other World Cups where we, we were we were happy to get, you know, we, it was always on the counterattack. We were just, mm-hmm. you know, we were just like waiting, waiting, and then counterattack. And this one, we, we were moving the ball around, um, and, but we couldn't score. <laughs> yeah, opposite problem, but but kind of similar yeah. results to previous World Cups, too. Yeah, so. but the World Cup final, I'm just I mean, going to fast forward right now. The World Cup final was nuts. I mean, yeah. I know we were on the phone. Maybe my brother was calling you. I don't know. But at, in a, at Big Zone's house, it was an event. I mean, drinking at 9 a.m. on a Sunday was great. but it was it was a blast and then my brother who's he was going for france he's a french teacher um he he went crazy on this mbappe goal and he was i made i made a video of him and i put it on on youtube and it went like like bunch of (laughs) bunch of hits man people like uh anyways it was a blast the world cup final was a blast yeah yeah it was a great time and france didn't win no, no. <laughs> I was happy about that personally, but, um, but yeah, yeah. And that was a really good thing. You know, it definitely brought me back into real football. So I'm very happy about that. And it couldn't have happened at a better time with everything that helped happen with Demar. you know, thoughts and prayers heading mm. his way too. at time of yeah. recording is getting better, but I mean, still he's, he's still under, he's still on a ventilator. It's still a really okay. road ahead. Yeah. Okay, I yeah, read somewhere today that he, that he woke up and he was like, "Who won the game?" But oh, I really? I don't. I I can't verify. I read about it. I, I was it was a crazy day at work, but I mean, if he asked about it, maybe he. Okay, we could Google that yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, but he's 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 doing better, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and hope he continues to move along that path. I hope he was up and talking and such. But I don't know about you after. I saw that hit. I was just, I'm done with football. Person, I didn't American see the football. hit. Um, I was with my parents and I don't know what we were doing. And I also start sending a message on, you know, we start texting. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then I tell my dad and I think we did change the channel, but by then, you know, they're not showing the hit and I've never seen the hit. I, um, I've never, I haven't seen it. I don't think I need to. I mean, maybe it's just, a, it looks like a regular tackle maybe, but he got, it was, yeah. uh, however you, it was wrong helmet placement. We'll put it that way. He, he did nothing illegal, but it just where it landed, it just hit at the wrong time or you could look at it right place, right time. But really, I mean, no, nothing was right about what ended up happening. You know, he gets up and then just, you know, and then so that it was, was it. A, a helmet hit like top of the helmet face. No, or... no, no, no. It, it was in like his chest. Like the helmet, helmet hit here. Mm-hmm. Yep, alleged helmet or shoulder pad, something like that hit mm. in this area, and it just hit at the right time, so that made the heart go all out of sync and such, and yeah, the rest is history, you know. And 
thank God there was actually medical people on site. There's not always at football games. The NFL is you learn their lessons, so to speak, mm. um, at least on that front. Uh, prevention still needs has a long yeah. way to go. And if today, they ever get there, yeah. I'll come back. But today yeah. I saw something about one of the Bills assistant coaches or trainers. He's the one he practically saved his life. He was giving him chest compressions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw that today. And so they gave they they said the name. I guess he didn't want his name out, but they put a name out. I don't know it. Maybe you can look it up. Maybe you're doing that now. But yeah, supposedly the trainer went out and boom, boom, boom. And that's what kept him alive. I mean. Oh, yeah. And then finally, they, you know, they got the um, yeah. the AED out there. Um, and AEDs save lives, folks. Um, I mean, the CPR is great. But an AED, your chances of survival go way, 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 way the hell up. Um, but yeah, just kind of mm-hmm. looking through some of the stories from today with yeah the mar um and it just kind of looks like i don't want to call it fluff for the situation but doesn't look like there's really many big updates other than a press conference um explaining what happened talking about the recovery substantial progress demonstrating signs of quote good neurologic recovery as well as Overall clinical improvement, which is great. Um, still a long way to go. Outpouring of support. Um, doctors say easing Hamlin off ventilator will be a gradual process as mm. it would be. So, yeah, he's not out of the woods yet. Um, no, but he's, he's, um, he's, he's going to recover. Will he play football again? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't say. I really don't know the full extent. Uh, did you did you watch the Euros last year? No, I did not. So something similar. Uh, soccer fans watched it. I watched it live. I think I was texting Alonso. I didn't know you at the time. Mm-hmm. But Dennis Eriksson, I believe his name is, with Denmark, uh, he just collapsed on the field. And I was watching it. And, and FIFA and UEFA was criticized because they kept the camera on the situation. And I think the NFL did well by not much, not. I think they learned from, from that. The camera was never on the situ, um, like on the players, and um, he collapsed on the field. And there was uh, it was uh, Denmark versus Finland, so both teams got together and they surrounded him. I think a couple of the players started pressing on his chest before oh, the changes. Yeah, and so what happened also was like soccer. The players went to the field to the fans. Give us your flags. So they grabbed Finnish and Danish flags and they surrounded him with flags. Um, I mean, you could Google mm. that right now, but it was like, he's alive. He survived. Um, FIFA messed up. This is where, again, this is an opinion where I think the NFL did well by postponing the game until later. There mm-hmm. were rumors that they said, hey, let's take a five minute break. But when the, the right. NFL said, let's take a five minute break, and the coaches were like, screw that. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. During rumors, that five minute break, yeah. they they came together and were like, "This is not worth it." Yeah, and the rumors were supposedly only by ESPN. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> ESPN yeah. create their own story. No, go figure. UEFA <laughs> UEFA was criticized for basically the both teams went to the the locker room and both teams were like, Dennis Erickson, he had a heart attack, and FIFA was like, "All right, we got to play. If you don't play, you're gonna get sanctioned and fined." So they they went out and played the game. This is last summer, um, and and UEFA and FIFA were criticizing for it, and they, and they were like, "Oh no, the players wanted to play." And then after the game, the players like, "No, we were basically <laughs> forced to play." 
Yeah, wow. yeah. Soccer. We know soccer is shady. Shady. Like, I, I I love the sport for the governing bodies in UEFA and FIFA. So, but the NFL yeah. credit to the NFL for not keeping the camera on. From what I saw, they weren't just like zooming in on Hamlin and people. I didn't see any of that, any pictures, and I think that's a great credit. As much as yeah. I, it's easy to criticize the NFL for whatever, but credit to the to whoever. I keep saying NFL. Whoever, who are ABC, the ESPN, ESPN, ABC, yeah. Credit to them for not for focusing on other stuff, and yeah, yeah. It was very out of character for ABC, ESPN to not just repetitively show the hit because they do that a lot, yeah. Especially when somebody gets hurt, they showed it a couple times, but it was not ad nauseum like they usually do. Uh, yeah. So that's a a very good thing. And then I, I think um, they learned from what happened at the. Honestly, I think they learned from what happened last summer, because mm. I think it was ESPN or whoever they they were just like focus on this Danish soccer player on the ground, you know, fighting for his life, and they got criticized. So I think they learned mm. that you know what, let's uh, let's not get you know, <laughs> let's yeah, just move the camera, yeah, yeah. And if it was Sky Sports, I believe is kind of the ABC partner over in Europe. Um, and so if it was Sky Sports filming, then they probably swap notes with them. And, hey, you know, it was a, actually a pretty good thing, even though ESPN during the Tua injuries is just like, oh, and here's him getting clocked again. And, and I've seen again. that one over and over. It's like, dude, stop. The, yeah. We know the guy doesn't remember it, but you don't have to remind us. Um, oh, good. We got to that during the good portion of the conversation. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. Um, so I, I'll go yeah, well, since we're talking about the bad, I'll go ahead and just get through my good uh, really quickly um, and trying to go a little bit different from what I had in other shows just to keep it fresh, new, exciting, etc. Uh, the good um, for me is the new uh, NASCAR Sprint Cup car setup. Um, I know that, you know, we talk about a lot about soccer on here. And so mm. why are we talking about the redneck sports? Well, I like it's the redneck sport. sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dirt racing, baby. <laughs> uh, I've heard criticism. I, I cannot do what they do. I cannot oh, do oh what God, they do. No. You, you got to have stamina. You got to know. I cannot do. I will not. I will never criticize F1 racing or mm -hmm. NASCAR because I, I don't have the balls for it, but I cannot do what they do either. If you think you have the cojones for it, uh, next time a NASCAR race comes to your track, look for the Richard Petty driving experience. Head out to the track and don't even drive one of these things. Do a ride along. The ride alongs are former professional race car drivers at various circuits. Um, I've done it at Daytona as well as Charlotte. And let me tell you, when you are in that seat and you are doing 180 around the banks of Daytona and you feel your heart and your asshole, you'll start to think, huh, maybe they are good. Maybe I no. couldn't do this. Anyways, um, NASCAR <laughs> as a sport, it, you know, it's evolved in a lot of very weird directions. Um, and this year was one of them for sure. Uh, the previous setup was very much a whoever is the richest is going to win setup. There were a lot of uh, very specific parts to the setup itself. There, uh, you know, the car setup types were not conducive for owners or 
um, even the drivers. There was a point when drivers were taking pay cuts just to stay in the sport to help out their team more. That's kind of become the norm, unfortunately, for the sport. But they introduce a new um, a new vehicle, and it's basically a standard mod across the board um, for all of the manufacturers in the sport, Chevy, Ford, Toyota, they all basically run the same setup within very, very limited margins this year. It led to a lot of people winning races that you never hear from, uh, one of which being Ross Chastain, who made who made it to championship for weekend. Um, Ross Chastain, if you'll remember, is the guy who the last lap uh, in the semifinal race decided that the fastest way around the track was, and again, it was a short track for him to so overshoot the corner that he would use the barrier coming around turns three and four to cushion his essentially overshooting of that straightaway. He went from, he jumped enough positions in that one foul swoop to make it into the championship weekend. All right. So really this whole new car setup, people in racing don't like parody is one thing I found. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Okay. That was well, one of my I questions will. actually. Yeah. Uh, so with the new car setup um, mm -hmm. um, for our listeners and for me, sure. so that's the, basically it's, it's kind of a way to, like you mentioned parody, all mm -hmm. the cars are set up in a certain way where, Mm -hmm. where where if i'm sponsored by ferrari i have all this money you're sponsored by mom and dad's you know donut shop you don't have as mm -hmm. much money so with this new rule yeah it it, 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 it it's a lot parity. more even yes and i'm not gonna say that the rich don't still have advantages they do with tech aerodynamics wind tunnels training etc but but the, the car itself the vehicle itself it, it isn't as lent to the rich winning i would mm. say it's you know this sport has always had the smart wins at least initially when you think of teams like the wood brothers but um that hasn't really shown through just yet uh, so it, it's not it sounds similar to what happened at f1 what 10 years ago 15 years ago with the michael schumacher rule <laughs> uh you remember yeah. that i mean i never cared for f1 until i lived in japan and they're big on f1 i actually oh yeah Met Michael Schumacher. It's, it's a oh, different no story. Kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, karaoke where I was drunk <laughs> <laughs> in Japan. But um, I've heard that I re somewhere I read like, okay, he was winning so much. It was a Ferrari that they put on these new rules where even his company, his team, the engines and everything had to be all the like, mm -hmm. okay, I, I I don't have the all vocabulary. The Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're good. You're yeah. good. Uh, but yeah, no, that I mean, they've done that. And then um, throughout, well, the start of this decade, too, they're uh, more and more trying to go towards a competitive parity model. I'm not going to say it's exactly the same because uh, your big dogs like um, Mercedes, Red Bull and Ferrari don't mm. want that to happen um, for obvious reasons, I would say. But um, we'll get a little bit more into F1 in a second. But oh, OK, uh, OK. I would say the good for me, NASCAR 2022, having a competitive parody more setup. So, Cabra, let's head back to you for the bad of 2022. What you got for the people? Well, the bad of 2022. Oh, hold on a second. Thank you, Miha. My daughter just 
drew something for me. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Happy New Year. That's a <laughs> great you. bunny. It's it's a rabbit in a kimono. Oh, nice. I see that, Mia. Thank you. <laughs> it's cute. 2023. 2023. Okay. Ooh, Thank you, Miha. Buddy. Okay, Miha. Okay. I'm... She wants to show you stuff, but we got stuff to do. Thank you, Miha. Love you. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. We don't um, know it's 2023 yet anyway, yeah, so we need reminders. You can edit that part if you want. No. So, uh, <laughs> the bad. All right. So I got some ideas, and um, I think we both want to talk about one of them that I think is ugly. I'll save it for later. But And Hamley, we've talked a bit. But I'm going to bring it down a little bit to something more local. Um, I, I live in Auburn, Alabama, and um, Auburn fired their coach midseason, and then we had a, a very popular coach take over, and I think he won one or two games. And um, long story short, they hired a new guy from Liberty, and I don't even have the name. After he lost to New Mexico State his final game, get his ass nice. But then he was accused of of doing something shady. What, 10 years ago or something. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And I think Alonzo said it best in one of our messages. You know what? What happened a long time ago? Did he learn? Has he changed? I think Alonzo has a point. Uh, but people here in Auburn, around the country, they're like, well, he did this to some teenager. It was all, it's all, oh it, 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 no, it wasn't physical from what I read. It was like a back and forth text exchange. But okay. here at Auburn, here at Auburn, the team did poorly. Um, they did. They 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 did not even qualify for a bowl game. I think you need to be five hundred. I think they were below five hundred for the first time in a long time, and um, it's bad for Auburn. Um, I'm also a New Mexico State fan. I kept telling, hey, we won the Quick Lane Bowl. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Heck yeah! Yeah, isn't yeah, that the first bowl win? Uh, uh, second, second bowl win in the past like five years. They've this they okay. in the sixties. They they played two or three times. But yeah, the bad, nice. you know, here in, even though it's local, it does make the national news with Auburn having a bad situation with the coach. And we'll, let's see what happens next year with um, the football team. Yeah. And uh, yeah. what most people are considering a down SEC year, not, not making it to a bowl game kind of speaks volumes and not the way you want it to, especially with a coaching carousel down in Auburn. Yeah. It's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Um, okay, so my bad, my bad this year goes. We're going back to F one. What show did you <laughs> tune into? God only knows. For within Formula One, and again, in almost every racing forum you have, parody is not the best thing in terms of sport popularity. You look at NASCAR. When was it most popular? At first, when Richard Petty the King was winning seven championships over 200 wins at the top circuit. Even though he was driving with something completely illegal under his hood for many of those wins, we'll just ignore that. People loved it. Dale Earnhardt Sr. won. He ran. He didn't run people into the wall. He gave them a chance to at least not hit the wall. Um, I think that's got to be said about him, but very popular. NASCAR was very popular at that time. Even a little bit after his death, God rest him, 
it still maintained a little bit of popularity with his son and Tony Stewart. Mm. But th- you can make an argument that probably the only person that, um, at least within NASCAR, that won a lot and the sport went down in popularity would be Jimmy Johnson, another seven-time champion. Um, uh, let's just put it this way. People make colorful shirts at racetracks around Jimmy Johnson. But I'm going back to F1 for this one because I, I'm starting to see and if you just look at the champion record, the same thing is happening there. There is repetitive champions. It's the same person, same team, and they're going streaking. Okay. So right now it's Max Verstappen back to back. Great. And back to back isn't exactly too long of a streak just yet. If you look at uh, the previous champion, Lewis Hamilton, he ended up winning, uh, what was it, 2016, 2017 until um, last season, which being not this previous, but the one before that. Another multiple-time champion. And I'm not saying that Lewis isn't great, but what I am saying is it doesn't seem like there is parity amongst the top performers within formula one right now formula one has a hell of a lot of momentum though they have the u.s market back um look up prices for the formula one grand prix in las vegas oh my god just take my arm and then you might get (laughs) a general admission seat in the top corner behind some dude that's seven foot two you know now with formula one they'll they close off the streets, right? If they don't have a dedicated track, mm-hmm. they'll close off the streets. Yeah, yeah. And so what's going to be interesting with the Vegas, with them coming back, they're actually going to run on the strip full on for Formula One. They used to have a uh, separate track made up for Formula One before they left Vegas for a little bit. But now it's it's going to be bright lights, baby. And then if you think, oh, yeah, I'll just go to a hotel. I'm I'm really cool. Uh, six figures, Bucko. Have fun with that. At least it's kind of, it, it is definitely a rich sport. You know, when I when I lived in Japan, I lived near Suzuka Circuit. Remember Suzuka Circuit when you were little kids? Maybe mm-hmm. you played F one. Mm-hmm. So I I worked there, not in Suzuka Circuit, but in the city of Suzuka. So every year, F one would go to Japan to Suzuka, and uh, tickets were really expensive, but. On the train home or the train to work, just full of Europeans <laughs> dress up. And just like Americans will dress up in their soccer jersey or NFL jersey. I get on the train and Ferrari and they're just mm-hmm. dressed up. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? But tickets, we, we watched on TV. Tickets were really, this is 20 years ago, really expensive. They're always really, really, really difficult to get. Yeah, prices for F1 have never been cheap, um, but Vegas even takes it a step further. Mm. Um, I mean, even this past year, oh, where was it? Was it uh, the Miami Grand Prix? They were uh, a fair amount of NASCAR fans went down there like, yeah, let's go and watch them F1 boys. And then they're like, how come it take, costs like 50 bucks for a hat? And it's like, well. So know. is NASCAR less expensive than F1? Yes. Uh, it depends yeah. on the race you go to, but in general, okay. yeah. If you yeah. go to the the big ones, um, Daytona 500, uh, not, well, not even Bristol isn't, they're not that expensive now. Um, but yeah, the, the you know, everyday tracks, eh, not much. But Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. But with that, let's go ahead and move on to 
Yeah, actually, you set this up perfectly, Cabra. The ugly. The ugly of the 22 year. What you got, Cabra? What was ugly in sport in 2022? I don't know where to start. Um, the, her, the whole <laughs> Burhalter, the whole Burhalter Reina saga, it started right at the end. I mean, I, we could have talked about different things, but like December thirty first, when did that happen? It just boom. I'm like, ah, oh, there we go. We have a story, but and it's ongoing. Um, chat. My daughter plays soccer, and we have a great. The coaches are great, and they always like don't be those parents, and so at all the games. Our, our, our at least Mocha's team, yeah, we get frustrated, but we also know that like, we we none of us have ever done anything crazy. We, That's um, good. That's but, really uh, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, what I'm my what I'm trying to get to is, it sounds like Claudio and Danielle, other parents, will be yelling at the referee if their eight year old isn't playing enough. Um, <laughs> it's really, I'm 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 mind blown, flabbergasted that it's 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 like this. You know, it is, it is. And that's yeah. going to be kind of our wrap up conversation. But I mean, it is so ugly that it is worth mentioning mm. and it's going to seep into 2023. I mean, it yeah. already has. It. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going yeah. to continue to, Um, you know, they got the, uh, well, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Here we will. In, I know we're going to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else that's ugly for 2022? I think it, it, at this moment, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit, Hamlin and that, but I can't, I know I, I, I said something, yeah, this is going to be ugly, but then as we sat down, that's what popped into my mind. So, yeah. yeah. What, Ham- do you got, what do you got for the ugly? Man, I got the Portland Timbers. Ah, okay, okay, okay. You did mention that. Yeah, in the merit situation. So if you remember all of the NWSL, um, the investigation into NWSL teams it generated from the Portland Thorns, uh, the report was mostly based off of that, basically showed that um, administrators and executives, coaches were um, indifferent, if not complacent, if not actively helping in hiding and covering up sexual assaults um that situation is ugly we have uh the but the portland thorns were up for sale almost immediately um but merit is uh, still technically the owner of the portland timbers uh franchise through his uh the company that owns them peregrine sports and it's just unfortunate, you know, there's a lot of rumors swirling around on fan boards that this is just uh, for show, really, that he's putting the team up for sale. He's charging. I'm actually not sure what he's charging for the team, but there are rumors going around that it's so absorbently high that nobody's going to buy it. And he's just going to wait out this situation, which now, is didn't pretty they disgusting. Make it, didn't they make it 30 for 30 or, or I... Everything that happened there, I saw it on TV. I mean, mm-hmm. I read about it, but then the research and, and the story came out. I think it was either Netflix or ESPN. It was ESPN. Okay. And I watched it, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, the amount of arrogance on the part of the coaches who think they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, at work, and like if I'm standing next to a colleague, I'm, I, I'm like, I got I gotta move. I don't do it because I'm afraid of Title Nine. I'm like, okay, I'm physically too close to my coworker. I move. And now, yeah. 
And this guy is like, oh, I'm going to invite this girl to my hotel and watch game tape. <laughs> I mean. It's a start to a fucking D-class porn. That's what it is. Yeah. It, it's awful. It's disgusting. It has no room in sports. It's like we're not in the 2020s. It's like we're back in the 1940s or some crap. It's ridiculous. It, it all started. He, the coaches, the leadership, leadership knew about it. And, and like you mentioned it already, um, the league knew about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of a name, but I think she, it was a woman who they were complaining to, hey, so-and-so, this happened with the Portland. And she was just like, whatever. And there was a, a, another woman who did nothing about it, you know? So, yeah. And, that, and that's a conversation I don't think either of us, I, I mean, we're not in the right mindset to explain what <laughs> happened there. I, I mean, I I will never be. I yeah, 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 yeah. So, but it, it's just ugly and it's continuing. It's so bad. It's so bad. But let's get back to something positive before we go back to something else negative. Mm-hmm. No, actually, we're going to end with something positive. Let's go <laughs> ahead and continue the uh, the Greg Bearhalter conversation. Um, positive? <laughs> no, no, we're going to end with something positive. Oh, okay, we'll okay, do okay, the, okay, we'll okay. do the look ahead at the end, you know. Okay, so it's okay, kind yeah. of a a good bad good sandwich. How about that? <laughs> um, switching it up. So uh, the Greg Bearhalter uh, situation. Uh, go ahead and brief everybody, Kavrik, because you're a lot more versed in it than <laughs> I am. Uh, what went down? Um, well, yeah, it all started in the, during the World Cup. Gio Reyna wasn't playing a lot. We were all wondering what's going on. Nothing was said publicly. After the World Cup, um, Burhalter at a at a leadership conference, he thought it was off the record. He mentioned it was Reyna. He mentioned by name, who kind of had an attitude problem because he wasn't going to be a starter, and that uh, he they they even bought a ticket for him to go home. And they had a meeting and it, with the teammates, and Reina apologized. And from Reina's perspective, you know, I, it's done, okay. But Burhalter mentioned it at this leadership conference, and it's and it's mm-hmm. spilled out. Now, from what I was reading today and yesterday, apparently during the World Cup, Claudio Reina, Gio's dad, Burhalter's really good friend. Apparently, these are all good friends. During the World Cup, he was messaging Ernie Stewart and Danny McBride, Brian McBride, Danny McBride's an actor, Brian McBride, another former and amazing soccer player for the USA, and so was Ernie Stewart. He was just texting him, complaining about Gio's playing time. Um, and then after that conference leak, Danielle went and said, well, I got stuff to tell you. Something happened 31 years ago. And now... I think from again everything from what I read, Burhalter knew what was coming up. He created a new uh, Twitter account to kind of jump ahead of what was going to be out come out from Danielle and Claudio, and he said that yeah, thirty one years ago I was with my then girlfriend. We got into a fight. I was nineteen. I swept her leg. <laughs> she fell. We broke up. We got back together. They got married. Um, Danielle was actually Rosalind or Greg Burhalter's best friend. They all played soccer together. Um, they were Claudio was his best man and vice versa. I mean, Berhalter got married, they had four kids. And then so Danielle's like, Well, I got some semi stuff that happened 31 years ago. This is after Berhalter spilled the beans, said Gio's name at a conference, and um 
So now USA, U.S. soccer is investigating what happened 31 years ago. This, and now my point of view, and um, what's ugly and ridiculous is that Claudio and Danielle are bringing up something that happened 31 years ago that has been resolved between that couple. Now, the opposite side is that, well, he committed a, an assault, a sexual assault, he beat up his whatever. That was 31 years ago. Uh, from what People changed. They got, they got married after that, you know? And so it's like somebody bringing up something between me and my wife that happened 15 years ago. <laughs> it never happened, but it was like, that happened a long time ago. Why are you bringing it up now? Obviously, it's it seems like a uh, very petty, very soccer mom-ish, very helicopter parent style, over a 20-year-old not playing enough at the World Cup. It does come off as then, and obviously we're not um, in any way, you know, downplaying assaults. Um, no, I'm not physical or otherwise. Yeah. Um, it, it's not a, it's not a good thing that happened 31 years ago. Um, another thing that came as a result of that is uh, Berhalter's contract expired on December 31st, 2022, at midnight. Um, so basically they're investigating him right now doing somewhat of a due diligence that you could argue should have been done before you hired him too, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it, it's easy to say now in hindsight, Oh, well this happened. Why didn't we do this before? Because it's something between Burhalter and his wife, you know? So again, easy for, again, and I, I thank you for clarifying. We're not downplaying what happened. It's it's mm -hmm. pretty bad, but it, I mean, they reconciled. They got married. They have four kids. <laughs> I mean, they did. yeah, you know, after uh, that, you know, so it's kind of crazy to me too that we haven't heard. I mean, we've heard from Greg, but we haven't heard from his wife. Am am I wrong on that? I I haven't heard anything from his wife. I think Greg made that statement. Um, I'm sure after we could Google it later on, but I haven't heard anything from his wife, Rosalind, from what I heard. Mm, yeah. What, but, yeah. Uh, but getting uh, more back to uh, the, uh, the, the family that cried wolf, if you will, um, with this situation, the rain has just seemed like a nightmare. Don't they? I, I, it's an interesting situation. This is definitely going to hurt Greg Berhalter. I don't think he can go forward as an ex-coach because he's got that baggage. Um, every, any coach that comes in it has baggage. No matter, I mean, I mentioned what happened here at Auburn. Every coach has baggage. Um, I don't know if, if Greg Berhalter will be able to continue because everybody, the fans, we want Gio Reyna on the team. But that's another question. Do teammates want Gio Reyna on the team? <laughs> yeah. If the next soccer coach, either he's an American or a foreigner, does he want Gio Reyna knowing that he's got a, a helicopter parents? You know, like Mike Stokes, welcome you the new coach of USA Soccer. And there goes Claudio and Danielle looking up your backstory. Oh, 20 years ago, Stokes, you stole a candy bar from Walmart. And um, your parents and it was bailed delicious. you out. Your parents bailed you out. That's why you have no record. But we're going to put it on Twitter. I mean, ah, it's, it's, it, I think it, Puts Gio Reyna in a difficult position where he's going to walk into it because he's talented. We didn't get to see it during the World Cup. 
uh, but he's uh, he's talented. He's only twenty, mm-hmm. and I just can't imagine how. I don't know his personality too much. He's going to walk into a locker room. What are the teammates going to say? I'm sure they're talking now, but when you walk into a locker room, if Greg's still there or not, we got two friendlies coming up against Serbia and Colombia this month uh, with the interim head coach. What's going to happen if, if he gets chosen or the next head coach? I mean, it, it's going to put as bad as it makes um, Claudio and Danielle look, because I think it makes them look bad. Mm-hmm. I think it puts Gio, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> yeah, no worries. In, in a very difficult situation for a twenty-year-old that he's going to have to play his way out of it. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. when you were, uh, you know, playing sports, you know, until early twenties or whatnot, did you ever play in any competitions where someone on your team or someone on the other team had those helicopter parents in match in game? I didn't really play competitive until college. And there was more like intramurals. Um, Growing up, we really, we wanted to play competitive, competitive sports, but we didn't have the opportunity. Um, It's a longer story. Yeah. yeah, But uh, when, when I did start playing competitive sport intramurals, that was my competition um and at, by that age i invited my parents to go watch but i mean what, what are they going to do um i've never been in that position and like i said with mocha we've been very fortunate where um she's never been in a position to see anybody from her team any i don't we we, we get frustrated sometimes but we don't <laughs> yell at the referee and or parents from another team yell and i've heard horror stories so mocha has not oh, seen no. that i'm sure she will not from us um how about you Ah, well, you know, while playing, I didn't notice it all too much. There were some times where, you know, we would be playing high school football and some helicopter parents would be like, why isn't my baby playing and yada, yada, yada and whatnot. Um, But it was never to, you know, this extent of, you know, blackmailing someone. Oh, you didn't play my baby. Here's some dirt. (laughs) Like, what the hell is that? It's new and it's not exciting in any way whatsoever. Like I thought, okay, the pinnacle of bad helicopter parents in sport has to be the parents of some hockey players in the Midwest. I'm not really going to mention where um, that attacked and killed somebody after a hockey game oh wow all right or the parents that go and attack referees in the parking lot you know with weapons sometimes and i thought okay that's got to be the pinnacle but now after this it's like well (laughs) where do we stop with this yeah when does it end um and more to your point too cabra (laughs) if you think about it for geo what is happening even over in his club team locker room now. Yeah. Or, you know, are these big German guys coming up being like, oh, yeah, I am going to tackle you so good today. I hope your mommy and daddy is on the speakerphone. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go and, and drink good it, beer. It, yeah. Only, only during practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But how much shit is he getting for that? He's got to yeah. be getting some. Now, Gio. So after Burhalter made the statement, Gio made a counter statement. Hey, yes, it was me. I messed up. I apologize. Um, it's sad that other people kept talking about it. Tim Ream, who had an amazing World Cup, he almost didn't go to the World Cup. He's 34, 35, mm-hmm. and, pe- and a bunch of people got hurt, and he went in, in there, and he had an amazing World Cup. 
Tim Ream, they interviewed him at Fulham about the, the situation. He goes, yeah, we talked to him. He apologized. It was done. And it's done. Okay. And then Tim Ream's answer was like 10 words long. It's done. Mm. As a team, we kept going. Mm. But Berhalter brought it up. Gio's like, what the fuck? We, mm. I thought, you know, it happened in the locker room. He made his statement. He never mentioned Berhalter's name. And then here comes in yellow, like, well, well, my little son got dragged through the mud. Let me tell you what Berhalter did 31 years ago to my best friend. You know, um, yeah. it's what we, in, in Spanish is what we call a telenovela. You know, telenovelas? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a tele. Mexico had issues with their coach, but I remember looking down south, ah, oh, poor Mexico with Tata Martino. I'm like, Mexico, USA soccer say, hold my beer. <laughs> Via con Dios. Tata, Tata Martino doesn't want to take Chicharito. Hold my beer. Let me tell you what's going on here. <laughs> hold my tequila. Yeah, Via no con Dios. <laughs> yeah. And no kidding. Like after this, and just thinking about it, and this frame of mind, I mean, Greg probably shouldn't continue with this team. I don't. I don't. As think the coach, will. I don't think he will. But. Here we are. He's not going to do it in two days. Signed for oh, another two-year contract. Yeah, soccer coaches usually for World Cups they don't stay for two rounds for for two cycles. Usually, it's very rare. Um, the German coach before this one, Jock, I, I, they always reminded me I mispronounced it. We would say Joachim Louvre is Louvre. It, it means <laughs> lion in German. Okay, nose <laughs> nose picker. You would pick his nose on camera. Seriously, there's like he's at the World Cup. He's like, he picks his nose like a lion. He's watching the game. He's like, <laughs> there was like, anyway. So he did two cycles. He won the World Cup in 14. He was out in the 18. There was a coach again, and they were out in the first round. They got a new coach who was his assistant, and mm. they they didn't even make it to the, the next round this World Cup. Yeah. And so Berhalter, from a personal point of view, they should get a new coach. Not because of what happened with Gio, just. Get a new coach. We we, it's that time. It's it's normal. Okay, so it's not necessarily because of this, but it would be still beneficial. Definitely. To get a new... Okay. Yeah, definitely. I like that. I like that. It's been depressing enough. So let's go ahead and get to our last topic of the night. Twenty twenty three. Look ahead. What are we really excited about in twenty twenty three in the year that will be sports, Cabra? Couple of things. One, um... <coughs> excuse me. Who are 50 plus viewers? I apologize for that. <laughs> We're gonna get those numbers up. Um the billions and billions <laughs> Um the, the Premier League is restarted again. And so mm-hmm. as I'm a Manchester United fan, and they're winning, they're winning ugly. I mean, they're one zero, one zero. They're winning though. And so right now they're either fourth or tied for fourth. And the Premier League's exciting. Newcastle's in third, Arsenal's in first. Mm-hmm. Um my wife and I, we, we watch Leeds United because we watched their documentary on Amazon Prime, which I recommend you, you watch. It's called Take Us Home, Leeds. They were in the championship, and they got in Marcelo Bielsa. The first season is kind of like 15 episodes. Second season is like two because okay. of COVID. So you could mm. – anyway, so actually they get promoted. Spoiler alert, they get promoted to Premier League. We watch it. What? But we watch it because we watch two seasons, and every time we see him playing on Saturday, we're like, I know him. I know him because I've met his wife, his kids. I mean, I saw them, you know, progress. So even my wife got a jersey that says uh, Luke Ailing. He's one of the players on Leeds. Mm-hmm. And they're exciting to watch because they, 
They'll give up three and then score three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least they're even. Yeah, and uh, the other thing I was, I'm looking forward to, I mean, I mean, I'm a big soccer fan, but I'm excited for New Mexico State football. Mm. Um, for years in Mexico State, we they're it's not a big football team, mm. and we got a new coach, and he won the bowl, and he's got a new contract. He's um, they're playing Auburn this year. Oh, really? And so yeah, yeah. So they're going to a new conference, Conference USA. I think Alonso told me or Julio. Okay, somebody told me. And I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, they could revert back to the old ways, but this new coach looks like he's legit. Like he's he wants to stay. I think he's signed for five years up until 2027. I'm doing my math. That's four years. Um, so yeah. So um, yeah, I'm excited for New Mexico, and I can't watch it here in Auburn. I gotta like go to ESPN, the ESPN, the Ocho. You know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so they're, oh, they're after you know midget tossing. There's New Mexico <laughs> State, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm excited for this year. Let's see how it goes. Nice, yeah. nice. So yeah, definitely riding off of the World Cup. I'm I'm back into real football again. So I, I'm excited. I'll be excited when um you know my Timbers move on from their current uh, ownership situation. Can't wait for that. Um, but, and, and it's honestly only because of, um, Big Zoe's kids playing for Liverpool that I am now <laughs> a Liverpool fan. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I, I watched one match, the one that went on against Brentford the other day that we they lost, about. right? Yeah. <laughs> bad, bad. Yeah. A lot of people walked yeah, alone, hopefully with cut yeah. contracts, but yeah, 3 1. It was three, so one, yeah. bad. Yeah. First win against Liverpool for Brent. <laughs> since sometime in the 30s um yeah it was really bad but still yeah. uh really excited to watch that go down and then one thing i'm also excited for keeping with the racing theme uh mm -hmm. and keeping in with nascar is jimmy johnson's semi-return to nascar him joining up with petty gms racing he'll be uh part-time racing a third car for that outfit i think it's going to be great for um that organization to just have some new and more recent winning blood um the king is not fared as well as an owner as he did a driver that's for damn sure uh mm. but with jimmy in there maybe he could bring in you know, the right minds put together the right formula I, at this point, what the hell do you have to lose? Right. So yeah. I'm going to be looking forward to that, um, especially with this car setup and with that team uh, pulling down um, at least one win with Eric Jones to uh, round out the last quarter of racing for 2022. Mm -hmm. it, it looks brighter than it really has at Petty since a long time for a long, long time. So I have a question for you. Um, do you do you watch F1 or just NASCAR? Uh, yes, I try and you know okay. tune in for F1 when I can. So what are your thoughts? I, I watched one or two episodes, but what are your thoughts on the Netflix special? I have to, I was Googling it when you're talking just to make sure. <laughs> F1 Drive to Survive. Yep. Um, you've seen it? Mm -hmm. Okay, what yeah. are your thoughts? I'm asking because let me make this parallel, okay? Um Welcome to Wrexham. Ryan McElhaney, mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds bought that team. Uh, the fifth tier of in the, in Wales and of the league of soccer in England and pre, not England in Wales and England, whatever. Mm -hmm. And because of that show, 
the small club in Wales all of a sudden has a worldwide following. Mm -hmm. Like people in America are buying their jerseys. I mean, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's because Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney made their, their storytellers. And yeah. if you see Welcome to Wrexham at the end of the show, you're like, come on, Wrexham, you know. And even I'm following Wrexham on Twitter. And, <laughs> and they're winning. They're nice. doing well. Yeah. So they they hooked me. And they made parallels of that show to the F1 show on Netflix. How they, it's, it's storytelling. I haven't seen it. And I'm getting to my point. Your thoughts on, should I watch it to get, to get me more involved in F1 and maybe even make my way to nascar well nascar a, can't <laughs> but let's start with this nascar cannot get out of the way of its other foot most of the time mm, okay. um so they've had opportunities to do series they've had a couple of series like they had one on netflix that follows bubba wallace for a season um okay. kind of goes into um the mental and physical side of things shows how much of a piece of shit denny hamlin is too if you're a fan <laughs> so um that, that's always fun mm. um but in a lot of ways, the races that have been able to come over to the States for th that end up going for the championships and such within F1, you can almost directly draw a line from that show to those races, Miami and Vegas coming back. Um, without that show, Americans would not care at all about Formula One, mm. period that we just wouldn't now on the flip side of all that, um, you know, watch viewer discretion advised here, mostly mm. because Netflix does a really good job of making up, uh, pretend storylines and pretend rivalry. Like ESPN. Very similar. I know. <laughs> shocking. Very, very shocking here. There might be themes okay. across media, but um, definitely Formula One makes up some some drama, which, OK, you know, it's a show. They're going yeah. to do that. All right. Yeah. Uh, the Bubba Wallace show. They're going to do that for certain points. Um, but, you know, just keep that in mind. Um, yeah, it, it's worth watching for sure. It'll get you into certain drivers for sure. Um, I, I mean, I was into, you know, young Mick Schumacher. Um, until mm -hmm. this season, I don't, he just did not handle himself. That's Michael correct. Schumacher's son, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, yep. The okay. legend himself, uh, the late legend himself, son, but, um, you know, he just at Haas did not <laughs> handle himself well, uh, this year having, um, a, a superior technical teammate finally did not push him in the direction he needed to go. And quite frankly, he acted a lot like a baby for it. Now he's next year going to be within the Mercedes driving Academy and kind of within their stable. So he'll get back eventually. Okay. I hope he's learned a little bit and I think he has, um, but you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Okay. It'll be fun. Thank you for your thoughts. Yeah, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should watch that. I mean, I heard there were parallels between Wrexham. Nobody knew about Wrexham. Yeah, yeah, nobody. And now, I told my wife, I would like that for my birthday, Wrexham. Actually, they were sold out online. <laughs> Jesus, sold out. Get on the yeah, waiting yeah. list for Wrexham. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe well, that'll be for next Christmas. That could also be maybe good something looking forward to 2023. Wrexham's winning at the top of the table. And if they're in the first place, they get promoted. And it's something that they haven't 
to the next level. Fourth I, tier, I, baby. Yeah. And right, Robin, uh, I think season one, there's only one season. I forgot which episode. They're like, do you think it's realistic we could get to, to the Premier League? And the people, from, I wrecked them like, well, let's get to the next level. Let's see. Realistically, technically, yeah. If they move it to the fourth mm-hmm. tier and they keep winning, in yeah. this four or five years, they could be in the championship and they can. And they make, you know, they every time they get promoted, the team gets more money. They could invest in better players. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, we'll see what happens. Maybe in five years, we, I'll watch this video when Rexon's playing Newcastle or Liverpool. I'm like, oh my God, I remember we talked about this five years ago. You know, yeah. so has never beat <laughs> Liverpool until tonight. And Stotes is watching. That's great. It'll happen. Yeah. Can't yeah, wait definitely. for that. Can't wait for that. But another thing yeah. I can't wait for is my dinner. It's getting late o'clock. Yeah, same here. It's eight o'clock. It's seven here. And I could smell what my wife is cooking, which I don't know what it is. <laughs> but it's definitely something with rice, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Cabra, do one more thing for the people. <laughs> Hang on. <coughs> Not After that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> there we it's, go. It's, it's, a, it's a cobra with a bad cough. Yep, yep. Oh. Cobra with a cold. <laughs> got Pat Maestas and filling in for Big Zoe. God, my back hurts again. And I like turtles. That's your boy Stotesy. <laughs> we'll see you next week for another episode of Big Zoe and El Cabra Sports Talk. And we'll hopefully see you tomorrow for an episode of Plaster Negotiations. Well, thank you for joining us this evening. Have a great rest of your week. Have a great one.